Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Uh, well, first off, uh, what an honor to be able to speak. Um, thank you, Pastor Matt, for this uh, opportunity. Um, I just feel really blessed that uh, we get to do this. And uh, welcome to the men online. Um, I saw Pastor Morris on there, so I'm sure he's giggling right now that I got to speak. It'd be a good time. <laughs> um, man, where do I start? Well, I'll start with a little Christmas story. So I was just thinking about this earlier because today um, my family are going, we're, we're going to go get our uh, a Christmas tree. We've always gotten a real tree. We've always gone out to the fields, not someone's backyard and chopped down a tree. <laughs> yeah. Although we thought about it sometimes. <laughs> um, so yeah, we would we would get a tree and chop it down and we bring it back and we decorate it at home. It's one of our one of our traditions and uh we loved it. It was always we always had great stories from it and great time. And um there was one time we went out to the farm and you know, we're setting up, I was wearing a Santa hat and whatever, and they um I get pulled aside and asked for an interview and I was like, Oh, okay, sure. And it was actually I think it was CTV and it was, it was the news <laughs> global news or CTV. I can't remember who it was. And they were doing a, I can't remember exactly, but it's online where, what did they say? It was, it was they're talking, they're talking about farming Christmas trees and what my point of view was on it. And so, <laughs> so I gave them my point of view. <laughs> so I, yeah. So they asked me a couple questions. I can't quite remember, but I, I remember uh, it was something to do with like chopping trees down and, you know, the environment and stuff like that. And so I just said, well, I've been doing this my whole life and I'm going to tell you this, a fake tree is a fake Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) You can find online, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I know there's lots of fake trees. I'm okay with that. But it was, uh, I remember there was a whole thing in our family. (laughs) So, they, uh, I remember somewhere in my family, they some year they were like, "What if we just get a fake tree?" And out from a bee from across the room, it's like, "No!" And so it's like a fake tree is a fake Christmas. And so made a, I was just a little kid making a huge deal about it. Um, but yeah, it was it was a funny moment. I'm probably could find it online somewhere. All right, uh, why don't we turn our Bibles to what Rex would say, the right hand side, Luke one. I am the Lord's servant, Mary's aunt answered may it be to me as you have said then the angel left her love that verse so i titled uh my message a merry mindset m-a-r-y but you can do the other mary as well uh both work um so the name mary was derived from the ancient hebrew name miriam 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 was the name of moses moses's sister in the Old Testament, the Bible. The name may have come from the root meaning beloved or from the word meaning bitter. So we're going to go with beloved or rebellious. Uh, a reference to the biblical Miriam's life as a slave in Egypt. So just a little bit of backstory, Mary, right now, where we are in the Bible. Um, Mary came from a poor family. She came from an insignificant town. Um, Mary was really young when Gabriel approached her. And other than that, there's not much known about Mary 
um, before Gabriel showed up. Uh, we know that she was a good person, uh, came from a humble family, and that she loved God. And that's all we really need to know right now. <clears throat> but uh, first, in order to have a merry mindset, we need to know how God sees us. So Isaiah 43.4 says, we are honored, or sorry, we are precious and honored in his sight. So write that one down. We are precious and we are honored in his sight. First point, you are highly favored. Just like that, where it says in verse, I believe it's in verse 20, oh, 28. The angels went to her and said, greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Just like us, we are highly favored. So if I were to go to a person in the street or wherever at McDonald's and I said, hey, you are highly favored. They're probably get like a little scared. Their walls may come up. So some, like some people may get scared when, you're, when they're told that they are highly favored, which is a little odd because it's encouragement, right? It's like it's, a, it's an honor to be told that. Um, but we can feel like we're not worthy for what God has planned for us at times. We feel like we have wasted our time on this planet ignoring God and doing whatever we want to do in our lives. Perhaps you were born for such a time as this. What if all the things that happen to us are going to be used for something good? What if our experiences are used to help those going through similar things? This is common to think about in the Christian world, as it should be. Um, but there's a lot of things that happen in our lives. Lots of tragedy, pain, confusion. There's good days and there's bad days. Although times in our lives may be tough, we, we need to know who we are. That, ah, sorry, we need to know that we are dearly loved. Our lives can be bitter or better. It's whether or not we choose to let Christ be the center of our Christmas. When we choose to follow Jesus, we are coming into a new life. One where we are forgiven for all the things that we have done or we have happened to, or have happened to us. Now, let me be clear. Pain doesn't disappear when you choose to follow Jesus, right? Can everyone agree with that? <laughs> it doesn't disappear. Um, however, you're given the best tool to deal with your pain. Verse 35 says, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow. The Holy Spirit is upon you. Do you guys know that? Yeah. When you go home and finish your day up and do whatever you do, is it in your head that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is on you? Is there something that's distracting you from that? I've had those days, 100%. What is stopping you from spending time with your father right now? What is one thing that you need to replace for time in prayer and reading the word? Which brings me to my second point. Make room. Oh. Oh, that's my first point, too. Um, my second point is make room for the Holy Spirit. So up there, love it. So we need to face heavy things in life. All right? I think we can all agree with that. Um, I'd much rather do them with the Holy Spirit because we're going to be facing them regardless. Uh, we are creatures of habit that can be used. Sorry. we are Yes, we are creatures of habit that can be used for good or bad. This is where our routine is created. So, you know, we always build habits in our lives and, you know, you know, you do your daily routine as you go to work, like get in your car, you go to McDonald's, grab your coffee, go to work, have the same conversation with everyone at work. At least that's what I have because I work at the same place at the same day. Um, so 
a routine has been created. Routine is a big tool. Routine can help us remember to stay in the Word. Routine helps us serve here at this amazing church. Routine helps us maintain these amazing relationships that we have with each other. However, unhealthy routine can cause us to miss having a merry mindset. We can't put God in a box, but we can put ourselves in a box and we can miss what God has for us. So I have a little example for that because there's a box. So what I mean that we can put ourselves in a box is say you have a friend that's come over and be like, hey, you should come to my church. And you'd be like, oh, no, I watch football on Sunday morning. He's like, okay, well, hey, how about we're going to go grab coffee with a bunch of my friends from church? Why don't you come here? Oh, no, I can't do that because of you said reason. And they put themselves in this box because this is where they know. They know that they like to go watch football. They like to hang out with their friends or their wife, which is okay, or whatever. But they limit themselves to what they know, which is right in here. Well, God can be over here, right? So sometimes you got to take that step, come down, and see Jesus. <laughs> so that's what I mean by that. Uh, so coming into Christmas, we start to think about all the traditions in Christmas. Turkey dinner, Christmas cookies, Christmas Eve service, Christmas trees, presents. Yeah, real Christmas trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are all good traditions. Like, I, we do all of that, especially the cookies one. I think there's a lot of Christmas cookies today, isn't there? From the ladies? Ooh. <sighs> <laughs> These are all like great traditions. I love Christmas, as you can see. Um, but some of us don't have good traditions. Some do. When we think about traditions, we're, we're thinking of the past, and that can bring up bad memories. When we find the source of these past memories we can, and leave them behind, we can replace them with a new routine. One that will bring us closer to God, um, closer to what God has called us to be. So my third point is traditions can block new beginnings. Mary was open to what the Lord had to say, and it scared her. Those are big shoes to fill. (laughs) You're bearing the son of God. (laughs) It's big shoes to fill, and she was a very young girl. Uh, The angel's message troubled Mary. It was leading her into the unknown as we would see it into a life of unimaginable risk. She is willing to take that risk and trust God's invitation. Mary's mindset reminds me of a lyric from Need to Breathe. Uh, I believe the song is Alive. Uh, We are chasing a vision like we're running downhill. I believe we are all given a vision in some form or another for God. It's It's what gives us purpose. It took me um quite a while to realize the vision God gave me um, when I started coming to church around 16 or 17. So I was raised in the church, um, but I left for a short period of time. And when I started coming to Chilliwack Victory Church, which is what it was called at the time, I was about a year into building my relationship with God again. And um, it wasn't for a couple years where God gave me a vision of what he wanted me to do here. And it wasn't like, I need you to run sound. (laughs) It wasn't like that. Um, 
there was a lot of opportunities at the time. We were still a small church, so pretty much every department had room for growth. And um, like I said, it wasn't like I need you to be on the leadership team. I need you to be part of all these things in the church. He simply just gave me a dream of this building being full. And so um, when I had that dream, I was like, oh, that was cool. And then I just went on with it, right? It wasn't like I didn't have this miraculous, oh, like I know what to do now. It was just a building of full. And then I had a second dream of this building being full. And I came into church. And I, I remember it to this day, Pastor Mars was standing right here. And I said, Pastor Mars, I had a dream of this church being full. He's like, I had that same dream. And so that's where I was like, oh, this might be have some significance. So then I thought about it and I thought about it and I never really forgot those dreams. And as I went on, um, I started to realize that, sorry, I just lost myself. Uh, sorry, I started to realize I simply just needed to be here and serve God. Serve him with all my heart, no matter what that meant. And there were years at a time where it did not feel like that vision was going to be fulfilled. Years. That's a long time, men. Years of feeling like this dream was not going to be fulfilled. And, but I believe that it was from God. And so, and I know that God fulfills his promises. So that's what I stuck on to. Mary's obedience changed her family, her community, her nation, and the globe. A Mary mindset is seeing what God has in store for us and simply saying what Mary said in verse 38. I am your Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. So I do have a takeaway for you. Um, God's miraculous plans for us. Sorry, God has miraculous plans for us. Let him become a presence in our life. So... <laughs> um, yeah, so in those three points, it was a little bit of like a step-by-step -step of walking into a life of a merry mindset. Um, there is a step quite before that, though, so, um, and that's having a relationship with God. And um, some of you may not even be at that point yet where it's like, I want that merry mindset, but I don't know who God is, and I don't know who Jesus is, and I don't have that relationship yet. So I want to offer that to you. So if you just all close your eyes and just bow your heads. Um, and just praise, praise with me. Even if you pray this a thousand times, that's okay. Um, it's your first time, great too. So let's just pray. Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I pray that I can have a merry mindset. And I can chase that vision that you have provided to me. I believe that you died on the cross for me and that all my sins are forgiven for that. Um, I invite you into my heart and start this life with you. And I pray that I can have that merry mindset. In your name, amen. Now keep your eyes closed. <coughs> um, so I, I don't know where everyone's at in their life. Um, or like... Um, where they're at in their pursuing their vision with God. 
But if you feel like you want that merry mindset or that you have it, then you just raise your hand. Awesome, thank you, thank you. If you pray that prayer for the first time and invite Jesus into your life, you just quickly raise your hand. Awesome, thank you, thank you. Okay, well, if you raise your head, yeah, raise your head or whatever, Open. just open your eyes. <laughs> cool, well, um, the next step would be baptism. So, like I said, I started coming to this church around 16, 17. And I didn't even get baptized till I was 18. And it was, I remember it was at Cultus Lake, and it was just a great moment. And like I said, I was raised in the church. I, I knew, I've seen tons of baptisms in, baptisms in my life. I understood it. I just never did it. And so I remember it, like I said, as my sister came to me, he's like, have you been baptized? I was like, no, I haven't actually. And then I was like, we should do that. I was like, yeah, let's do it right now. So we're at, we're at Cultus Lake, and... Uh, we were already doing baptism, so we just kind of jumped in line, and we got baptized. And it was like, it was a miraculous moment. I remember when I got my head out of the water, I was like, whoa, what just happened? I was a little bit lost and confused. Um, and, well, the reason why is because I was dedicating my next step in my life. I was going into a full commitment. I was leaving so much stuff behind that I didn't realize was holding on to me um, in my life. And so that's what's happening when you get baptized here is you're, you're showing us that you are committed to building your relationship with God and that um, in order to do that, there's stuff that needs to be left behind. And uh, again, like it wasn't until years earlier or years later, sorry, that I looked back and my relationship with God just, just like, just get higher and higher and we got closer and closer and closer and I can it almost dates back right up to that baptism it was an amazing amazing moment so if you guys want to get baptized we'll do it we're here we got water um, just come on down and at any time even if we're going into the morning so just come down we'll baptize you so yeah we're going to take it away do you want to speak or do you want to take it away yeah okay cool Okay, let's worship. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.